Hey, you're listening to the Winnipeg Music Project, where music making matters. I'm your host, Ashley Bienyage. Each episode features interviews with local music makers in hopes to connect the vibrant Winnipeg music scene with listeners like you. Through stories of songwriting, album releases, and touring, listen to the unique journeys of local artists who love what they do. Listening to the Winnipeg Music Project on 101.5 UMFM. I'm Ashley Binyash, your host. Today I'm here with Cameron Denby. Hello, Cameron. Hi, Ashley. How are you? I'm, I'm doing good. How are you? <laughs> good. Um, we know each other. We know each other quite well, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think an undergrad can about do it. Yeah. Four years of grueling um, <laughs> <laughs> hard work in a, in a prestigious faculty <laughs> local establishment <laughs> exactly i don't know what i'm saying um for those of you who don't know um i attended music school and cameron was with me i was piano and you were percussion yes marimba no there's no no, no marimba specificity no. here no just, just the really... other is just percussion okay but you did you do a lot of marimba or oh yeah yeah that's what yeah. i thought yeah self-imposed I, right guys you any time i saw you performing it was usually on that thing so yeah um, how do you feel now that, you, now that you're done? <laughs> it's great. Uh, I haven't not been in school for a really long time. Right. Yeah. And it's it's nice because it's a different kind of busyness because I'm just picking what I want to be busy with. Right. I don't have to balance assignments and actual Life. artistic pursuits. Mm. So I feel like I can just do whatever I want. Right. And it's been very nice. Yeah. I I had some very vivid memories of hating it. <laughs> <laughs> like I remember there were tears not necessarily because of the schooling but just because of like the emotions and trying to balance work and and homework and now that it's done and it feels so distant I mean you were in school afterwards but like um I, I miss it I'm I miss walking the halls and, and doing the theory homework and and learning about the history and it goes away really quickly <laughs> when I'm trying to write music. I'm like, oh man, I really don't remember that cool chord progression. I'll have to go and open my textbook. And mm. um, I've definitely used my theory textbook more now than I ever had to because I don't have the constant refreshing. Right. So I just have to remind myself with the book. Yeah. I really miss just being surrounded by like-minded people all the time. That's like you walk yeah. through the halls and there's people who are doing the same thing, but now. You don't have that so much. Mm, yeah. It's, yeah, I never really felt like super, like I, everyone's so different, right? Yeah. And everyone's got their own, like people want to go into choral music and some people want to go into musical theater and some people want to just finish so they can do something. And I was, I think I was one of those people. I'm like, I don't even know why I win sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I do miss like people who just like get it. Like, oh yeah, this one composer and. Like I'll try to play some classical music at my at my place of work, and they're just like, "Oh, it sounds like movie music." I'm like, "It's not though." Yeah, I do. I I make that mistake all the time. I'll put on two things, and I think, "Isn't that cool? How these are like so different or so similar?" And they say, "I don't know. I right. didn't even realize this was two pieces of music." <laughs> exactly. Or I'm like, I I really like like atonal music, so yeah. I it sounds really cool on the way to the work. I'm like, I'm gonna put it on, and it's a mistake. And I'm like, why did I ever think that was a good idea? 
Um, I played the companion's guide to Rome at work today and they didn't really <laughs> like that one. Well, um, so I appreciate you being here. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's hard, but I think then you can look, kind of look fondly on those um, on those memories. Like, oh yeah. yeah, people kind of do understand. I started watching this this YouTube channel called Two Set. Have you heard of them? Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's really nice to see people who are much better musicians than I, but um, kind of just relatable and like oh yeah i forgot about music memes and it's nice also huge nerds Mm -hmm. there are other huge nerds out there right yeah they just they yeah the way they talk and it's just like oh yeah i understand you're saying and like my partner really enjoys it he's not a musician but um loves classical music and when he hears it he's like okay i kind of get it but (laughs) so it's wonderful um but before uh let's maybe talk a little bit about you before the university of manitoba how were you involved in music I got a really musical family, so I was surrounded That's from right. it, surrounded with music from the beginning. So I kind of just, not that I didn't have a choice, but I, I, uh, it was really easy to make the choice to try and pursue music in as many ways as I can because it was just everywhere in the house. I wasn't pushed, but it was just product of the upbringing. Right. So. And, and what kind of music were you surrounded by? My mom, Carrie Denby, is a, obviously a accompanist in the city, and um, so there's a lot of choral music, a lot of vocal music, a lot of uh, concertos, sonatas, so pretty varied. And then my dad's a band teacher, but he also likes to be a bit of a rock and roll player. Mm. So there's a lot of really varied stuff, but there's always music being made in the house. Right. And and what kind of lessons are were you in or does it, did your mom teach you no no i think she thought if i took lessons with her it'd be too easy to slack off mm. or just keep rescheduling keep missing lessons so i i, I took lessons with uh judy ritchie for a long time this is piano piano okay. took piano lessons for a long time and then i joined a pipe band for a while so i was playing snare drum okay and that was easy to transition to the rest of percussion from mm, and that was your introduction to yeah percussion okay um, did you ever have like a desire to, to do piano or do anything with that? No, I'm glad I took piano lessons at the time. I'm sure I thought it was a waste of time, but I'm definitely very happy that I took the lessons because it's easy to keep it going mm. after you get that initial push as a right. child. Yeah. And I mean, it, it is technically percussion. So. Yeah. Great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, you never, you were always a percussionist. Yeah. Um, so you were in this pipe band. Yeah. Um, how did what goes into that what i'm as someone who doesn't know what that is it's a it was the at the time when i first joined it was the i think it was the lord selkirk boys scout pipe band so it was a youth boys pipe band so there were bagpipers there was drummers mm. uh, i left there for a while and when i went back it was the it was just the lord selkirk boys pipe band so they weren't affiliated with the scouts anymore I think now they've moved beyond the boys thing. It's the Lord Selkirk Robert Fraser Memorial Pipe Band, I think is their full name. What a name. <laughs> what a name. But now they've got girls too, but it's still a youth band, but it's okay. a lot more inclusive. That's great. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, so you were hitting the drum. Hitting the drum, marching, wearing the kilt, doing the parades, doing the contests. And then I graduated. <laughs> <laughs> so were you were you taking percussion lessons at that time too or no they they do weekly well we can we can plug the band too they're they do weekly practices where it starts and everyone gets a little bit of either one-on-one time or little group lessons and then the band practices together 
So they learn music making, but they also learn a bit of like discipline for marching and drilling. And then they get a little bit of camaraderie out of it too. Mm. So I think it's probably still Saturday mornings. You okay. just go out and get a little quick music lesson in whatever you're doing. If it's snare drum, tenor drum, bass drum, or bagpipes. Okay. And then, so is that high school or? It's, I think, I it might have changed. I haven't been in that band for quite a while. But when I was there, it was, um, the youngest kids in the band were like 10 or 11, I think. Mm. And then once you're 18, you, you graduate. Mm. And do they do anything like fun, like pour water in your head or something when you graduate out? Or No. Everyone has to make a speech when they graduated out. But when your first trip with the band, they used to try and initiate people. So they would like duct tape people up or mm. lock them in the bathroom or whatever. I don't think that happens so much anymore. No. Did, did that happen to you? They tried. They ran out of saran wrap. Oh, <laughs> convenient. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> interesting. Yeah. I never had like a hazing like that. That's kind of interesting. It's a little dated. Yeah. yeah it's a little, Yeah. It's definitely dated. It's cruel, really. Yeah. Um, yeah, it doesn't seem to be a great way to make people want to be in your group exactly. if you just bully them. <laughs> like, what? And then like it just makes you want to do it to someone else because like, well, now it's your turn. Yeah, it's just bad, bad attitude. Cycle. Yeah, exactly. So you, where did the desire to go from? Like, okay, I did this as like a once a week thing in in high school to I'm going to pursue a, a full degree. In. I always, I actually really wanted to be a music teacher. Okay. When I was younger. When I started at the U of M, I was planning to do education. I did all the pre-education classes because my dad was a teacher and it looked like a cool job. And then I got a taste of performing and I really wanted to pursue that more. It seemed more like um, more like what I wanted to do. Hmm. So I put the education thing on hold and did a performance degree instead and took to it, so to speak. Right. Do you, do you think you'll ever go into education? Probably not. <laughs> I, I do teach at uh, CSMA, which is like a youth school music right. program at CMU. Mm. And uh, that's great. It's just one-on-one lessons with kids. Right. Which I, I can do that. That's fine. I just The classroom vibe doesn't appeal to me too much. Yeah. I, I also went into school for education, and I thought that was what I wanted to do. And then I started to like, maybe that's not what I want to do. <laughs> I don't want to learn all these um what are they like the tech classes where you oh yeah yeah, you gotta learn all the other instrument families yeah exactly and i just uh and seeing like the type of people that go into education like willingly and like have so much energy i'm like i'm not that person i don't want to be this bubbly all the time like plus you have to grade assignments and you're gonna end up having to teach something that's not music and you'll be trying to figure out how to teach science or whatever it is and i don't know anything about science right i don't i'm like i think i'd probably have to do math and <laughs> that's not that's not really what i want to do uh, i do love teaching though and it is a one like one-on-one is a treat sometimes yeah it's super rewarding yeah yeah some of the students when you see something click or when you see like them go on stage and and do their little recital and you, they're so nervous and then they're so proud of themselves afterwards i remember i had a kid that his brother was also musical so we had them do a duet together that was like the highlight. That's I nice. I don't teach anymore, but yeah. um, have you had any moments like that? Like, okay, maybe I do actually want to be like a full on full time teacher. No, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> That's okay. I mean, it's not for everyone. <laughs> There's some like there are some of our classmates who like I could tell that we're just doing it to pay the bills while they're in school, and I yeah. think as soon as they're done, they just get up. Yeah, it's a great job though for musicians who are listening. If you know enough theory, I'd recommend it. So, <laughs> I don't know. It's how do you recommend something that requires so much training and skill? Yeah, and so much that you can't learn. Like you can't be taught how to 
teach you kind of just have to do it and right. figure out what works and to be fair you know teachers are being phased out because now there's an app and can right. just teach you <laughs> how to play an instrument youtube tutorials yeah have you, do you get those ads for like um smool or whatever it's called yeah i usually just ignore them because right. they look i just i don't remember the names of them but i definitely have seen them where it's like, mm, it's like ear learn, training yeah you're training on your phone learn how to play the piano in two weeks <laughs> hurts my feelings yeah it's like really that's all i had to do was just download an app <laughs> i didn't have to go to school at <laughs> all hundreds and thousands of dollars wasted i gotta make the i gotta make the first marimba training app yeah <laughs> i'm you sure should. that'll be in demand yeah well you never know um what needs to happen is a celebrity like a, a musician needs or uh, sorry a pop star someone needs to play it and then oh, like yeah, yeah. lizzo plays the flute yeah you th- i mean it's not really playing <laughs> but Lessons in flute have actually spiked because of it. So, you know, there you go. Just find, reach out to like Billie Eilish and like, here, this will, oh, and then yeah, learn yeah. and then just like one song and then release the app the next day or something. And then, yeah, convenient. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. There's your next business plan. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I just got to figure out how to get in touch with her. Right, exactly. Well, I mean, no, I can't think of a way. She seems she seems pretty up there. <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll start a little smaller. I'll start with someone like uh, I'll start with Ed Sheeran. That'll be easier. Smaller. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that, uh, but good luck to you. Um, so you graduated in 2018, right? From, yes. Yeah, congratulations. Yes, thank you. Did yeah, we were there the same day. We both did the walk thing. No. No. No, I was in uh, I was in the Netherlands for a convocation. Right. Wow. Clearly, I know. <laughs> that was a that was a big day. Um, I was really de- glad to be done, and you were obviously glad to be wherever you were. The Netherlands. Yeah, but wherever in the Netherlands. Yeah, I don't remember exactly where we were yeah. at the time. That's fine. Doesn't matter. It, it doesn't matter, right? And you weren't done with school, though. You decided to go to San Francisco. Yeah, I started a master's degree at the San Francisco Conservatory of Music uh, in marimba performance, hmm. which was. A pretty insane experience. I had to switch partway through to a one-year artist diploma because I didn't have any money left. Ah. So rather than leaving with half a master's, I switched to a one-year diploma, crammed a few courses in to get enough credits, and finished. How is school um, different in the States versus in Manitoba? It was well, so hard to compare because it wasn't just an American school. It was a conservatory in a really unique city. So being in a, a conservatory instead of a university is, first of all, quite different. How so? There's no non-musical electives. Like everything is just really <clears throat> focused on everyone just studying music. The, the infrastructure, the building is all specifically geared towards a music school. You know, we don't have to hop from building to building to get from class to class. It's all right there. <laughs> right. Um, so it's just a lot more focused, okay, which was very different. And then living in San Francisco compared to Winnipeg for going to schools. What's the weather like? It's actually gorgeous. People <laughs> like it's California, but it's Northern California. Mm. So it's between 10 and 16 Celsius all year. Okay. But sometimes it gets cold because the ocean's right there right. on three sides. So you get chilled to the bone. It's not like here where you get cold and you come in and you're warm. Mm. You get cold and you're cold for the rest of the day. Right. Yeah. And and what's the attitude like of the students that are there? It's in, hard to say. In comparison. Like. It's, it was, I, I didn't get around knowing a lot of people there. I kind of spent most of my time in the practice room. 
because I didn't take a ton of classes. Interesting. Yeah. So I didn't, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not entirely <laughs> sure what the attitude was like. That that seems a little odd because I remember when we first started going to school together, you were so talkative and like you immediately made friends with like this group of people yeah. and you're very personable and to not think that you would be talking with everyone is a surprise. I think it's because I had no plans to stay there. Right. If I was thinking I want to establish myself in San Francisco and be here forever, then I would want to talk to lots of people and try and get connected and network. But instead, I just found a really good small group of friends that I could rely on. Yeah. And then I just finished and left. Good. Yeah. Well, I mean, concise and yeah. and it's all you needed. Right. Fair enough. Um, would you recommend going to school in the States to someone? It depends on the school. Right. And the city, I think. It's hard. It's it, yeah. I'm, These are hard questions. Like, yeah. It's a little unfair. Like, I'm a like, little biased. Yeah, true. And I have, don't have enough information, really. Yeah. It's expensive. It's very expensive. It's, it blows my mind how much money the United States charges, or not the United States, but the schools. Um, yeah. And then our money is worth so little, so it really hurt going down there. But coming back with my last few paychecks from working down there, getting those mailed here and cashing one week of work and it's a nice big stack of money mm. that was nice i bet what were you what were you how are you what were you working on <laughs> you can you uh when you're international in the states you can only work on campus right oh. so i worked as a special events assistant i was an usher stage manager house manager um lighting board tech lighting board op mm. and i had a library i worked at the library i think that was it are these like did you have like, multiple jobs at the same time or were they just whenever they needed you they would call you? There were there were teams. I worked at the library regularly, like mm -hmm. scheduled per week at the same time. Was I you know, I had a regular schedule at the library. Right. You know. You okay. know what I'm trying to say. I know what you mean. Uh the special events, I worked only a couple shifts and then I didn't do that job for anymore. It wasn't a good use of time. Right. Okay. And the the lighting board, house manager, all those were part of the the uh crew like just a tech crew so That's everyone cool. kind of had everyone was supposed to be able to be a house manager a stage manager or an usher mm. and then you would get called to do these whatever it was for however many hours a week you wanted you could say what you're available for and how much you want and they would just schedule you okay and then they liked me so i mm. got in to do some lighting board work and oh and large ensemble setup that was a good one that okay. was a really good job that was great because you, yeah. you had to learn about it or just because no because it was super chill oh. <laughs> like there was no work uniform it wasn't like wear your concert blacks and stand in front of the audience and tell them to turn their phones off right it was go in when orchestra's finished and pack up the chairs and joke around and spin three hundred thousand dollar pianos around on the stage and mm. cause a ruckus right well yeah that does sound fun i guess a nice chest relief just really mad at the piano just whoosh. yeah just kidding I hope you didn't do that. No. Okay. They did get a brand new uh, Steinway. They got three brand new Steinways when I was there, two or three. And they're, I think they were about 300,000 Canadian each, maybe more. Mm. And when they were rolling it off the freight elevator, someone broke one of the legs <gasps> off. Oh, it no. got it got caught between the elevator and the floor and it just buckled. Oh my God. I can't, I, can you imagine being that person? Oh. His voice went up about two and a half octaves. Jeez, I can't even. Oh my god! And was he like a international student or anything? No, no, he was the he was the head of the tech crew. 
Oh, my God. I can't even. I don't even want to think about that. They fixed it, though. No one can tell which one it was. They oh, fixed it. Well, that's good. Well, yeah. then never mind. I'm yeah. not worried. Good, yeah. for, good for them. Good for they them. They figured it out. <laughs> they had a, a li- an official licensed Steinway tech working full time at the school. Okay. Yeah. So he would just work on everything. Just all the time. fix. Okay. They got the ultimate challenge. He probably was excited. He's like something <gasps> interesting. <laughs> yeah. Cool. So you finished it and you came back. Uh, why did you come back? <laughs> <laughs> just I'm not like the because sh- I live here. That's true. Yeah, for now at least. Yeah. Do you, did you think like, or do you have plans to to move to a different city that maybe have more of like a percussion scene? <laughs> I'm not tied to a percussion scene because the way I plan to do things is more about um, putting the projects together and directing them, and not just trying to slip in and be part of the scene. Right. So I'm not worried about whether or not the city has a, wherever I end up, if it's here or wherever, it's more about having capacity to have an art scene, but not necessarily just having a percussion scene, because I don't know how many cities actually have a percussion scene. Right. Yeah. Well, so to speak. I mean, yeah. Um, what are your plans with, like, I mean, you've created this project and congratulations, by the way. Thank you. Uh, I, I, as someone who's created a project, it's very hard to, yeah. it's a lot of, it's a lot of work. <laughs> um, so what are your plans in terms of like what do you want to do do you hopefully want to have a job with your degree do you i'm not big on having a job like a, a <laughs> like a, a job a job <laughs> like a job being like a desk job mm. or playing with an orchestra or whatever i'm perfectly fine just putting these projects together touring doing i'm, I'm planning to do some local kind of tours in and around winnipeg in the area and then branch out as much as i can and mm try to get to some places that don't get a lot of classical performances. Right. Especially marimba because it's just so uncommon. What's the what's the the traveling like with the marimba? It's not too bad. Oh. Um I'm very fortunate to have the support of Marimba One, so I've got a really beautiful instrument that packs down into cases. And uh somehow these seven gigantic cases fit into my tiny little hatchback. Mm. So if it's just me I can just load it all up in my car and just go. I just have to put part of it in the front seat. Mm. So no no friend. No friend. Yeah. Solo okay. tours. Solo tours. Yeah. Do you know about that project, The Living Room? Yeah, I Pro- talked to them. Uh, yeah, they're, yeah. they're like, is it, what's it called? Living Room? Living Room Music? Living Room Live? Living Room Live. Living Room Live. Yeah. Living Room Music is a John Cage piece. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> living, room, live, blah, blah, blah. living Room Live. They, I've entered a couple of their shows uh, for work into the listings, so I'm familiar with their work. And it's cool. It's a classical music across, I think right now, Manitoba and Saskatchewan. It's kind of like Home Roots, but more classical. Classical. I applied, and uh, they had already set up their schedule, so I'll have to reapply next year. Next year, yeah. No pressure, yeah. I'll make my own tours. Yeah, just I'll just, just follow them. Yeah, just like okay, where do they go? Can you yeah. reach? Like, hey, I see you have a show on this day. The day after, <laughs> are you free? <laughs> and just plan around. Yeah, keep the momentum going. Exactly <laughs> right. Um, they've already done the work. Yeah. <laughs> um, but they really are great. Um, yeah. The the shows that they have that are going. On. So I've read if people who are listening. If you appreciate classical music, check out Living Room Live. They do some really interesting stuff. Um, what are their names? Um, Paul doing a show with them yeah paul and i think greg too and greg yes and and uh a ton of other students i think did lisa just do one i think so yeah yeah. and uh uh is it nathaniel maybe cello i think so i'm not sure it's it's hard it's It's so many people (laughs) there are so many 
talented um, students from the faculty that are actually doing Out something. There, yeah. And it's amazing. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about this project. The Flesh... Flesh. The f- I mean, you it's me Halloween. It? You so it? No, no, I can do it. The Fresh Blood Project. Yes. You know, it is on Halloween. It so is, it could yeah. be the flesh blood. Flesh brood. Yeah. Just make it gross and, and it's like everyone's in costume. Yeah, zombie costumes. Only yeah. really gross graphic zombie costumes. Exactly. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sold. Yeah. Yeah. The, the music doesn't matter. It's just about the zombie costumes. Yeah, there's music. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the Fresh Blood Project. Uh, oh, the name, first of all. Let's talk about that. What does that mean? It, so the whole point of the project is I have a bunch of um, emerging or nearly established artists. And that's, ideally, that's exclusively who it is. I have one established composer and a couple of my performers, but there's a lot of upcoming or new faces writing and performing in the show. Mm. So it's that's the whole point, is getting these people working together, getting them out in the scene, making the music exist, get it performed, get it recorded, and just make the collaboration happen. Right. So it, that's the idea. And I went with Fresh Blood Project because it's on Halloween and that sounds cool. Mm, that's true. Yeah, it does sound cool. I agree. Uh, and everyone's new, so they're they're fresh. Yeah. And bloody. <laughs> yeah, blood. Fresh blood. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I guess. Uh, so why did this Why did this project come to mind? Like, wh- why was this passionate? Or why was this something that you were passionate about? It didn't start anywhere close to what it is now the original plan was i came back from school and i was trying to think of what kind of shows i could put on now that i'm back so i put one on at the end of august where i had um one of my really good friends from san francisco he's originally from hong kong he came up and we played some marimba duets in august at the Mm -hmm. end of august at first prez so we had this beautiful acoustic space we had some marimba duets um and paul williamson flew in well he was here already but paul williamson played dylan summers played some organ we it was julia davis and i played some marimba voice music by tristan zabba so we had a bunch of familiar faces wow like why didn't i go to this (laughs) i like knew everybody (laughs) yeah it was it was a really good time and to have um someone from san francisco to come up and play some marimba music was really cool yeah and then i was thinking of what else i could do so in i think it was may it was way way back right when i came back from san francisco i was thinking it would be cool to just do a percussion concert on Halloween. Mm. That was it. Okay. So I sent a message to some percussion friends, and I said, I want to do a show. Can you guys play some stuff? And a couple people said yes. And then I figured I should talk to some of my friends who want to compose music and say, hey, do you want to try writing a percussion piece? And then I realized that that would be really cool. So I started talking to more and more people, and then I realized I should make that the point. Mm. And then it just kind of picked up bit of momentum and i figured i would just cut all the music that's not new okay so it's except for one piece there's one arrangement by one of the performers for percussion ensemble mm. and then is that the divorce yeah okay yeah it's a piece of video game music it's very cool ah, what that's amazing yeah i'm not sure what game it's from i don't remember i feel kind of what's bad. it called mr hannagoat I can look it up what it's from, but... Yeah, yeah. I mean, you don't have to do it right now. We can talk about it later. Um, <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> I'm intrigued. I love video games. <laughs> yeah, it's really, really cool piece of music. So it, it's all synthesized sound mm. that uh, Logan Cashin took it upon himself to try and figure out how to make these sounds work in percussion ensemble. So we have a pretty typical percussion ensemble and a, a bassist, mm. which is technically percussion. 
which is great. <laughs> so yeah. it keeps it within the theme. Yeah. And uh, so we have these weird sounds. We got a break drum. We got some weird buzzy Glockenspiel sounds. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of it is all just dedicated percussion music. There's okay. eight world premieres and one Winnipeg premiere on the program, and it's all brand new. It's all percussion. It's all local people or people with local connections with one exception. Mm, yeah, I mean, it's fine. Um, yeah. So for people who are listening who maybe aren't as well-versed with classical music or classical performance or even a, a percussion ensemble, can you kind of outline or explain what that is and what they can expect if they when they come? It's going to be a really varied program. So we have a few pieces that are really typical. There's one marimba solo where I just walk up and I play some cool marimba sounds. Tristan Zaba's piece. Is, Tristan uh, Zaba's been on the show actually a couple he's times. He's so great. He's amazing. Yeah, he's he's going to the University of Toronto right now, but he's flying in oh, for the show. Okay. So he'll be there to talk about his piece, answer questions, be there mm-hmm. for the premiere. Uh, so that's a typical marimba piece. It's cool. It's just marimba, nothing else. Um, there's also some music where I'm playing marimba along with a track. Oh. So there's uh, there's some electronics going on, and I'm playing along with it. There's another piece where I'm playing along with a different track, but I have a bunch of toys. So I'm playing marimba, but I have a bass drum, I have a splash cymbal, I have a uh, taxi horn, duck call, lots of little toys. Interesting. And then there's one for marimba and live electronics where I'm playing a piece and... Um, Kristen is triggering stuff live with me. So rather than staying with a recording, we're playing a duet where she's got a computer and I have a marimba. Mm. And then there's some weird ensemble stuff, like a bunch of people bowing one vibraphone. kind of sounds like you're in a planetarium. Cool. There's regular percussion ensemble music where it's just a bunch of people playing drums. And then there's the big closer for the program that's Neil Weisenzell's concertino for two pianos and percussion mm-hmm. it's very loud very exciting very hard and very fun okay if you could describe the whole experience in a couple words for someone who maybe has no idea what's going on how would you describe it just Ooh, the whole experience in a couple the, words yeah um it could be adjectives well it's, it's definitely going to be exciting mm-hmm. it's going to be weird and it's going to be fun perfect so if you like exciting, what was the second one? Weird. Weird and fun things, you need to come. Yeah. So people are totally sold now. Where can they come and uh, check it out? Knox United Church behind Portage Place. Uh, the address is 400 Edmonton. Yeah. So it'll be this Thursday, October 31st at 8 p.m. Mm. And tickets are only $5 to see 15 people play a bunch of brand new music. That's amazing. Yeah. That's that's a deal. Yeah, I don't want anyone to not come because of the price. So right, um, I'm excited. I think I'm gonna have to come. What's happening Thursday? Oh, it is Halloween. It is Halloween, but the show will be done by nine thirty at the latest. Okay. So lots of time to do Halloween things. Things. And what time does it start? Eight. Eight. So you can have the kids go trick or treating. Put them down. Head over for eight. Eight, and then you're done at nine thirty. Yeah. Only an hour and a half or fifteen. Yeah, it's about 65 minutes of music. Okay. And then with people talking about the music, a quick intermission and set changes, set changes, stage, whatever, moving mm. stuff around. Should be about <laughs> 90 minutes. Excuse me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want me to edit that out? That's fine. Okay. Oh, that's funny. Um, 
Yeah, I was yeah. waiting for a response. <laughs> I, I don't know. How to I don't know. That. Uh, once this project ends on the thirty first, what, what are your plans afterwards? I'm going to start working on a. So the recital we did in August was a lot of work because I had a bunch of people, but bunch of different people playing, and it was just a kind of a showcase. Um, bunch of stuff happening. And then this, obviously, <laughs> well, there was multiple people playing. There's stuff going on. I'm, right. I'm trying to direct all these people to figure out who wants to play what, who wants to play what, when. I've got people flying in from all over the place to come see it. Um, And then Fresh Blood has obviously been a huge project. So next, I really want to just do a marimba recital mm. because you don't get that. Nobody gets to see that very often. Right. I don't get to do it very often. So I wanted I want to put together a recital of just taking music that's not for the marimba and putting it on the marimba. So piano music, guitar music, and just have a whole thing where it's just marimba. Just me. Okay. Playing notes instead of this huge collection of other people also doing music. Right. And is it going to be like a, like a one-time show or do you want to make it like a reoccurring like a tour? I'm not worried about taking this particular concept on tour yet because it, it'll be in the winter. It'll be like January, probably late January. Okay. So I'm not worrying about touring until the summer so I can drive and not worry about Smart. driving yeah. in the winter. <laughs> winter. Fair enough. I mean. So this will be more of a one-off. Yeah. Showcase. And and in terms of repertoire, what are you considering if you're if you're even thinking about it yet that's the great thing about marimba music is you can do anything um i've been experimenting with a few grieg piano pieces there's lots of really awesome um guitar music you just take the guitar music and you put it in front and then you read it on the marimba and most of the time you can just play the whole thing and sometimes you have to twist it a little bit to fit so um there will probably be some bach violin music there will be some 20th century guitar music. There will be some 19th century guitar music. I, I'm not entirely sure yet, but yeah, it'll be it, nice. It'll be interesting. It won't be as weird or experimental as any of the Fresh Blood stuff. Right. And, I mean, you say that it's easy, but like you have to also remember you're an extremely talented musician. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's easy. Anyone can do <laughs> Everyone it. Everyone can do uh, like, That's one thing like I always took for granted. Um, that there's so many, so many talented musicians who could just like whip things out at school and then who who, or who can look at a sheet of music or in your case you can listen to a rhythm and just write it perfectly i remember in school you were like you were used as the example by carla carla dog carla dog yeah. yeah and just like she played like a rhythm or whatever and you just like immediately just like had it out and rhythmic dictation right yes don't miss that yeah. um, but you're a transcriber too now actually just a totally segue yeah um yeah uh you just figure, yeah, you're really good at this, so you might as well make some money off it, or? No, it's not really about money. Mm. Part of the reason I went to San Francisco is because the teacher there, Jack Van Geem, he teaches marimba there. He's really well established in the marimba world. He's, like, since the marimba's so young, mm -hmm. all the people who helped establish it and build it to be what it is are still alive. Because wow. it's less than 100 years old as a serious instrument. It's amazing. Yeah, so there's no real, like, most of the historical figures of the marimba are like 60 that's so that's a weird that's that's really weird yeah to think about it's like it's also the same i mean not related but like video games too like all the people who established 
are created, video games are still alive. Yeah. It's like it's a very new yeah. new thing. Same kind of idea. Um, was he also good at transcription? Yeah, that's something that he does a lot of, especially the guitar music. Okay. He doesn't do as much of the piano stuff, but a lot of guitar music, he's just a wizard. Okay. So that's part of the reason I went there is because I, in my undergrad, I really thought it was cool that you could take this music that's just been played the same way forever and put it on the marimba and it's totally different. You can reimagine the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So I want part of the reason I went down there is to get to study with him to talk about doing this. Mm-hmm, cool. So if um a band a local band approached you and they're like, hey, I have a I have a song that I really like. Can you transcribe it to the room? Would you do it? Yeah, probably. Yeah. For yeah. like, I would. Would you perform it or you just do it for? There's a there's a a couple songs some local people have done that I've wanted to experiment with, mm. but I'll have to ask them first. But that's the nice thing about doing stuff with living local composers is you just ask them. ask you don't have to like we'll get like mechanical or whatever yeah you know what i mean copyright yeah. blah, blah, blah. or a ouija board <laughs> yeah. okay that's been the best part about fresh blood is where is like having everyone right there you know right. we've got a piece with four people blowing a vibraphone mm. and that'd be weird especially if you couldn't ask the composer because they were either on the other side of the world or dead right but we can just turn and say hey kiara what do you want this to sound like? And then she says exactly what she wants. Yeah, that's right. I, I, that, that is such a unique experience, I guess. And they're writing it alongside you. Yeah. For most of them, they've been like having a marimba at home has made it really easy. Mm. So I can just email, like I'll get an email that says I'm having an issue with this and I'll reply back and say, okay, okay. come <laughs> to my house tomorrow and try it on a marimba and we'll see what it sounds like and we'll fix it. Okay. And has it has there been times where you um they'll have something for you and you're like this is completely unplayable? Yes. yes. <laughs> I won't I won't give any specific names, but there yeah, there yeah. there are always instances where things just don't work because Marimba's really specific and there's no right. standardized things that are impossible or not. Mm. So it happens. Yeah, and and I'm sure like the people who are are writing aren't um also percussionists necessarily? Yeah, I no, I don't think any of my composers are percussionists. Right. So who who are all the composers, actually? Let's drop some names. Oh, I'm going to mispronounce someone's name, I'm sure. Okay. Uh, on the poster, we have Ross Bugden, Nolan Hildebrand, Chris Love, uh, Chin Chin Jin, Kiara Nathaniel, uh, Kristen Wachniak, Neil Weisensel, and Tristan Zaba. Mm. Who has the weir- like the, 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 the weirdest piece in terms of like the most out there? Nolan Hildebrand. Okay. Um, yeah. And why? His is the one with all the toys. So okay. I'm playing, but it's very theatrical. So I'm playing marimba, I'm sneezing, I'm coughing, I'm playing a taxi horn, bowing weird things. So his is the weirdest in that sense. It's very right. off the wall, cool. theatrical. D- can you sneeze on command? I can pretend to sneeze on command. Oh, okay. I, I, I sneeze really <laughs> loud. Like I'm just a loud sneezer. So if I want to sound like I'm sneezing, I just scream. It's pretty convincing. Okay. I, I've been performing his piece for close friends to get some feedback, and everyone thinks the sneeze is not part of the show. They think I just sneezed. Ah. So that's that's good. That's the highest honor you can achieve on a right. fake sneeze. Yeah, like you're a, a convincing. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, they didn't even think it was part of the piece. Oh. Maybe I got to tone it down a little bit. It's too far. Yeah, yeah. I remember I was in a when I was in theater in high school. A girl, she one part of her thing is to trip, and she tripped so convincingly people were actually concerned and because she's supposed to walk on and then drop all her pages and everyone's like oh no and people are getting up and trying to help and she's like no guys stop it's part of the act so whoops yeah too good um 
And we're going to hear uh, Nolan Hildebrand's Harem Scarum as a closer, so you can kind of get a taste of what he sounds like Yeah. Um, for the weird weirdness. Um, is there anything else that you would like to plug or say or drop before we wrap it up? I don't think so. I think uh, people know what the show is. People know where the show is. Mm. They can learn more about me there. Yeah, just come say hi. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I'm hoping that all of my composers will be happy enough to... Uh, stick around after the show because I'm sure people have questions. We're not planning on having any programs Mm. or at least very limited programs. Okay. So I'd rather people just come up and talk to them and say, what was this or what was the inspiration for this? Because then they can actually be right there. Right. Same with the performers. People can walk up to me or Caroline or whoever's playing anything and say, what was this like? What was that sound you were doing? Because there's weird sounds Mm. and people might, might not know what made a sound. Right. I immediately felt like, whoa, that's different. But it's also what every like like band will do. They don't have a program. <laughs> yeah, like, hey, exactly. Yeah. I'm gonna this is my set list. Here's yeah. a little that'd be kinda interesting though. Maybe I should do that. Rock bands with a program? Yeah. Just like here's my program and they're like, What is this? And <laughs> like, this is what I'm playing today. <laughs> <laughs> and if you call me back, if you flip the page, that's the encore. <laughs> oh jeez. Maybe. I mean, I don't think they'll catch on. No, um, probably not. So whatever. It's fine. So everyone is listening. Come down to the flesh. Flesh. Oh. It again. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Fresh blood project. <laughs> I mean, maybe you should consider it for next year's concert. Flesh blood. No, I'm planning on going with Fresh Blood 2, the re-bloodening. I'm just going to keep doing typical like horror movie weird sequel names. You no, know I kind of like that. Yeah. Um, and if you could get a little bit more gory with the poster... Yeah, I'll have to talk to uh, my designer, John Denby, if anyone is uh, needing some amazing graphic design. Mm. Part of the, we reached out to my cousin, John Denby, to do the, the, uh, the graphic design, graphic design, the <laughs> promo materials, because he's, first of all, he's brilliant. Anyone who's seen the logos or the posters or anything, they're really, really amazing. Mm. And he's also local. He's not from Winnipeg originally, but he lives here mm. and he's an emerging artist. So it definitely fits the theme. Right. Yeah, it's perfect. And did you, I guess it's actually a really cool, I guess it's like stars or galaxy, but then like, did you come to him with an idea or? We met to talk about the logo. We had a quick consultation to uh, put together the logo. We talked about similar projects, similar designs, what kind of aesthetic we're thinking about. And then he came up with this really awesome logo. And then the posters, I just asked if he could make one. He made this series of three really cool posters mm. that are kind of a set. Right. And you're using all three of them for the, for like, that you posted up? or is Yeah, it, you're they're all, them? all okay. over the place, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Great. Yeah. I do have to thank Groundswell for their support for the project. Um, the Fresh Blood project is sponsored part of the ground floor concert series Mm. that they put on which supports projects exactly like this one so emerging entrepreneurial artists and they uh they've helped with marketing they've helped with promotion it's been really awesome to have their support yeah we could not do it without them i went to one of their shows or in a couple but um they're always so interesting yeah. and interesting i think is a very safe word for it because it's <laughs> it you'll never really know what you're gonna get i got i went to one when i was all just guitars and they're all like i didn't even know guitars could, well, I, I knew but i wasn't expecting the guitars guitars the guitars to make sounds like that um so that is something i would recommend people if you uh if you want to check out some 
new, interesting, classical, sometimes music, um, check out Groundswell. Yeah, they had a show just a couple weeks ago at the Human Rights Museum in the uh, the Contemplation Garden with mm-hmm. all the little fountains. Mm-hmm. That was the tallest ceiling I've ever seen for an, a concert, except for <laughs> outside. And it was amazing. It was percussion and viola. It was Ben Reimer and uh, I forget. I'm pretty sure it's his wife. Okay. I forget her name. I only know Ben Reimer's name because mm. I know who Ben Reimer is. But it was amazing. It was this really cool program of percussion and viola and uh, viola de more, the like seven string thing with this. It's it's like a viola, but it has seven strings and then it's got a set of just resonating strings beneath it. That's cool. Super cool. That would have been really cool to see. And they had to delay the concert by half an hour because they had to go get more seats. What a, what a great problem to have. Yeah, I know. That's what everyone yeah. said. They, yeah. <laughs> they announced that that's what was going on and everyone applauded. Like Yay. they got a little round of applause because <laughs> they had to get more chairs and there were people sitting on fountains. There were people all over the place. Wow. So yeah. that's going to happen on Halloween for you, right? I don't think there's enough people to fill. No. there. Yeah. We'll have Knox United filled to standing room only. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I haven't been in there in a very long time. How many? How many? It's big. It's big. It's right? really big. Yeah. I don't think we printed enough tickets to fill it right but if we have to start just taking cash on the honor system then i accept that okay yeah it's that's part of the reason we're there is because it's this big beautiful acoustic space right and also it's lots of seats yeah great and can people who are music students use the ticket as their as a groundswell so i guess they can i think so yeah. they're they're physical tickets and yeah. they have the date and the price and the time and the name on them right so if you're a music student and you want to <laughs> use... Yeah, if you turn it in for concert credit and they give you a hard time, just send them to me and I'll talk to them. Yeah, you shake your fist. Yeah. You're know, dealing with Mr. Cameron Denby now. Yeah. So, right. Yeah. Remember one artist. <laughs> exactly. Great. Uh, so we do have to wrap up. Um, Cameron, thank you so much for coming down um, so late to talk <laughs> to me about this this exciting project. I'm, I'm, I'm really proud of you for putting this all together and I'm, I'm very excited to see what happens and where you, where you go because of this. Um, so congratulations. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Um, anytime. If you want me to just say congratulations, just, you know, message me and I'll. Can I just record you saying it and I'll just play it back? Sure. Yeah. We'll do that after. Okay, I'll just great. say congratulations <laughs> and I'll like jump up and down and, um, or something. We'll figure it out. Okay. Uh, everyone, thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of the Winnipeg Music Project on 101.5 UMFM. I'm Ashley being as your host. This has been Cameron Denby with the Fresh Blood Project. It's happening on October 31st, which is this Thursday. Um, for $5, go to the Knox United Church at 400 Edmonton. You're going to see some new music at 8 p.m. Yeah. Show up at 8 p.m. Don't... It's <laughs> at 8 p.m. Come on down. It's going to be super fun, weird, and exciting experience so it's something you don't want to miss uh if you were expecting the monthly music wrap-up today i apologize that's going to be next week i really wanted to fit this this show in before it started so if you're looking for the monthly music wrap-up don't worry that's next tuesday for more interviews with local music makers check out the winnipeg music project on facebook instagram twitter and on our website Thanks for listening to this episode of the Winnipeg Music Project. For more on local music makers, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Music by Will and Art from Collector Studio, and a big thank you to UMFM for making this show possible.